Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we travel to L.A. We had to track down Alan. He plays guitar and sings in a band called Jinx. Also plays guitar for a band called Epsara. I was really happy to have been able to talk to Alan again. It was our second time recording. We had issues the first time we tried it. It was so heartbreaking because we had such an awesome conversation and when I went to edit it and I realized the audio was so messed up and I tried my hardest. I literally tried as hard as possible to do everything in my power to salvage it, salvage it, excuse me. And it just wasn't possible. I just had to scrap it. And it, it sucks when you have to tell your guests like, Hey, the audio was ruined. That whole awesome conversation that we had that lasted for hours. It, it's, it's trash. There's nothing I can do with it. So it, it was like, such a bummer because I feel like those conversations are just moments in time. And as much as we could try to recreate the conversation that we had, it would just never be the same and it wouldn't be uh, genuine. So that, that one hurt. <laughs> so I was happy to be able to track Alan down and we recorded another episode, which was awesome. There was uh, some things that we covered on this episode that we did last time. And there was definitely some things that, that I really wanted to bring up again, but it just didn't feel natural. So I just had to let it go. But I really enjoyed this conversation with Alan. It was cool to kind of get a little more personal this time around versus the first time. So th there was some things about this conversation that I enjoyed a bit more than last time. So it, it, it's, it's really interesting to me. So that's why I really enjoy having people back on the podcast. Uh, it, it's always fun to be able to kind of, you know, talk to them for the first time on this format. But then when they come back, it's just like, all right, cool. Like there's so many things that we can touch on that didn't even get brought up in the first conversation. So, so, so it's always awesome. So I, I guess this is kind of a blessing in disguise so shout out to alan for coming back and if you guys haven't had the chance to check out jinx or ipsara please i highly encourage you guys to boot up your spotify apple music Bandcamp, whatever and seek those bands out because i think they're two really awesome bands from california that are doing really awesome music and you guys should be tapped in if you're not so do yourself a favor and check them out and Man, this was seriously so awesome, and I really, really hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So strap in, and without further ado, welcome Alan to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Alan. What's up? What's up, man? Dude. Thanks this... for having me. I appreciate it. For the second time. Yes, for the second time. <laughs> uh, for, for everybody wondering, uh, Alan and I, we recorded an episode. It had been uh, at least uh, like eight months ago. Uh, it was definitely a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. Yeah, and something significant about that was the day we recorded, um, I did two podcasts that day, and those were the two last podcasts I recorded at my old spot. And then I moved 
And uh, the, the sucky thing about that is both podcasts were the audio got ruined and I, I didn't realize your audio got ruined until after the second podcast I did because I did I, I did two podcasts and then I was like all right cool I got those done now let's edit them and you know get them ready to upload and when I went to play them back I don't know what happened like literally I don't know if it was like a hardware malfunction or something with my uh, software but there was this like crazy static that was just playing like really loud and I did like everything that I could to try to, uh, you know, edit it out. I tried like uh, salvage it, yeah. Yeah, but there was just there was just nothing I could do. So I was just like, this is so annoying because it it, it sucks when that happens because there's no point in trying to do it again and try to recreate the conversation because at that point that just seems like kind of fake to me so i'm just like oh that's yeah that's terrible because it's just that you know conversation is just lost forever and i felt like we had such a good time and i was just so bummed that that got ruined and it yeah i honestly i, I felt bad and i was so sad but i'm happy you know here we are eight months later and we're doing Back it again. again yeah so seriously thank I you i can't believe you lost two man that's, yeah. that's terrible. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> that's yeah. so much work. Yeah. You got to think that's at least like four hours of talking. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. th th there's nothing I could do. I, I literally tried every like editing process that I could to try to save it. And it was just, it was gone. I respect the patience, man. I probably would have thrown the towel and said, fuck it. <laughs> but thanks for having me back for real, man. I really appreciate it. It's giving me something to do being in, in quarantine lounging around so yeah i'm thankful i'm thankful for sure and i i feel like this is really fun for me because obviously we both live in southern california but i haven't seen you there's so many people that i care about that i haven't seen just because uh you, you know we're all uh doing our own thing trying to be safe and um, obviously we're trying to you know uh, live a stable life so uh I, it sucks that i haven't seen you in so long but uh, I'm happy that we're able to do this because me being able to just like, you know, tap in and do these podcasts with people. It's cool to hear how everybody's been doing and how they're handling this whole situation. Yeah, dude, I, I honestly haven't been doing too much. Uh, I've been unemployed basically since almost the get go of the, the first lockdown. And I had like a part time job that I got fired from because of hours and and all that so i've just been staying home i've been doing online school i've been hanging out with my girlfriend basically every day because we basically kind of live together now and uh we got a puppy which is the the cool thing but i haven't seen anybody either like i haven't seen most of my friends i'd say like 90 percent in like probably yeah since the start so close to what seven eight months something like that something crazy but yeah. the only time i've seen anybody was for we um jinx did this like live stream so we met up like the day before the live stream practice and then we did the live stream and then haven't seen them since so okay it's and, been rough damn well i'm really sorry to hear that you're uh, affected by the pandemic in the way of you losing your job that's always a bummer to hear oh yeah dude, it sucks but you know it's 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 crazy times but unemployment money is good too so <laughs> okay hey at least you um, managed to get that <laughs> i know people who had, had had such a hard time and some people who didn't even get uh approved for unemployment oh, out dude, here yeah so i got denied like for the like for like the first month or two and it it, it takes forever for it to go through but once it goes through it's it, it's usually like uh like a, like an easier bet to get your money but it's definitely like up and down especially because everybody's trying to get it so mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I'm glad. But to hear yeah, the, the whole quarantine sucks. <laughs> but I, I'm glad to hear that you're in school. You're you know working towards something. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm studying to uh, be an English professor. So online online teaching schools are, are weird because you have to come up with like lesson plans and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if it has to be online or or in class and all that. It's just it's weird. But you know, whatever gets the degree, I guess. Yeah, I feel like this is like a uh, pretty new for everybody because I, I have some friends who are, are teachers and they're you know having their struggles and uh, you know day to day stuff that they're uh, constantly having to deal with uh, like you know learning as they go. So it's it's pretty interesting. I'm always trying to imagine what I would be like if I was in school during these times having to do it online. Like I, I have like one experience where like it was like years ago, maybe like I think it had to be like 2000 seven or 2008 i took an online english course it was like the it was like about like poetry and it was so bad because we had to like log into this website and it was like forums like literally like we had to like log in and then you would randomly get assigned somebody's like paper that you had to like peer edit and also yeah. we had to like you know, type up our own stuff but i would log in and it, it was so bad because I was, I was young i was like 17 or 18 and mm-hmm. I, I was online i was like okay in one like window i have my you know college course and in the other i i'm looking at my myspace checking my comments and my messages and this seems <laughs> way more entertaining than having to do this bullshit class that i didn't even like care about and i ended up having to drop because the professor literally like messaged me was like yo like you haven't done a whole lot so uh it's better if you just <laughs> drop the course and try to retake it and sure enough i did because i was like yeah there's no way i could do this and i, I ended up taking the course again the next semester but um, in person so i had to go to a classroom and that worked out way better for me because I, I just couldn't do it I, I was so so bad like it was just so easy to just you know dick off and just not even pay attention that yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I can't be in those situations or maybe now i don't know yeah, I, I feel like i'm exactly. way more responsible now but back then i just didn't care yeah like when i have like zoom classes and stuff like probably like like half the time i end up like falling asleep we're just doing something else. It, it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, there's, there's this like weird disconnect that happens when it's just online and you don't have your camera on. And you, you just get that freedom to do whatever you want. And I guess it's cool, but it also sucks because <laughs> like you're fucking up at school. And like all these professors have like these different like rules and different ways on how to do online education and shit. And it's, it's, it's seriously confusing. But I, I, I'm hoping that this quarantine stuff you know ends sometime soon and covid you know we found like a cure for it or something because it, it's terrible everything that's going on yeah and me too I, I think we're all in the same boat where we all kind of just want to kind of move on with our lives and obviously this might be like a new thing that's a part of it but hopefully in the future it's not as dangerous and we're able to contain it a, a little more so we can yeah, yeah. you know go out and just be a little more free like we used to instead of everybody being super scared of uh, getting it and you know it being at risk of dying because that's like you know yeah. that's it that sucks nobody wants that yeah it's it's like covid itself is like terrible you know the whole sickness and everything and then people are struggling with, with mental health issues and stuff being jammed up at home not really seeing their friends it's, it, there's a lot of layers to to this just one little topic <laughs> my bad no, it's all good. and it, it, it's it, it's 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 super sad you know and me and my girlfriend have been have had a lot of conversations about like mental health issues and stuff especially being jammed up together 24 7 but you know they're they're they're, they're pros and cons for sure 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Speaking of your girlfriend, I I, I obviously follow you on uh, Instagram, and it, it, it's cool to see you guys like you know posting a bunch. Look like you guys are like so in love. It, it's something cool to see. <laughs> yeah, she she's honestly like not get on my like like cheesy stuff, but she she's the best thing I've been in a in a really really long time. It, it came at a good time, especially during quarantine to be with somebody that's super creative and open and happy <laughs> one second oh, yeah, <laughs> <You're no> wrong. <laughs> but but yeah she she's she's probably the most wonderful person i've ever met so so i'm grateful i'm grateful yeah i i think the uh or my favorite thing that i've seen of you guys is uh you guys getting uh you know that, that dub on call of duty together i was like oh that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and all we do is play, is play play games man when i'm not when 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 i'm not on cod She's on Zelda, or when she's on Zelda, I'm on COD and stuff. And she she recently fixed up her PC, so we've been trying to play COD together and stuff, and just chilling in Redonsk, man. Hell she, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I know that, that that that's super sick to see. You know that that's like one like you know positive thing I, I can see on your your Instagram. You guys look really happy, so I, I'm stoked for both of you guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. And like, uh, I feel like the only way I can hang out with my friends, quote unquote, hang out is through through COD. So. I've been playing COD with a bunch of people from like California and like Florida and stuff. So I guess that's, that's my way to, to socialize. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's wonderful. I love video games. Uh, you know, me and my, like one of my best friends from uh, back home in Palm Springs, my buddy, Nate, well, uh, if we're not hanging out, cause like we hang out pretty often, even though we live like, you know, an hour and a half apart, uh, we'll at least try to, you know, get together, uh, and just do some gaming online. We'll either play, like Call of Duty, Apex, or Fall Guys, just you know, something chill. Just oh, kinda, Apex is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of catch up and just you know, do some cool shit. Yeah, it, 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 it's cool, man. It's cool. I, I I played Fall Guys with with my girlfriend for a little bit, but it got so frustrating, man. We couldn't get one dub, not one, dude. dude. After countless days of trying, it's so fucking hard. Yeah, no, trust me, I'm I'm still chasing it, man. I've like I, I get to, I've gotten <laughs> to the end so many times. And uh, you know, dude, it's too hard, dude. It's high stakes. It's just, yeah, it, it's intense. I, I think the last time I played Hexagon, I had like like fifteen or sixteen people, and I was like, dude, how there's so many people in this final game? It was it was crazy. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. It's all it's it's literally like a mix of luck and like strat for Hexagon. And every time I get there, I just get way too like I, it's too much pressure, and yeah. I, I and I break under it. it sucks. All right. Well, maybe maybe season one isn't uh, your time, but season two could be. <laughs> you know, yeah, that could be it. You get a little refresher. I'm we got praying. some new games, and you might get that dub. I'm praying. I'm praying, dude. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay. All right. Well, one thing I, I have to bring up again: uh, the beginning of the year, and I've talked about this countless times on the podcast. People are probably sick of me bringing it up, but my favorite weekend of the year has been FYA out there in Tampa, Florida. You were there. You had a pretty yeah. interesting time. I, <laughs> well, I want to bring up the the after show. I was uh, I was so excited because there was like this buildup. Obviously, we were at the fest, whatever. I, it was cool, super awesome bands. But then hearing people local to Florida or not even from California, just people talking about how stoked they were to see Ipsara at the after show. And I was like, Oh hell yeah, this is sick. I'm excited for uh, you guys to be able to showcase, uh, you know, some, some, some awesome, you know, musicians from California. You guys get to, you know, tear it up at the after show. And I was so stoked. I was like, all right, cool. People get to see you guys for the first time. Cause obviously at that point I'd already seen you guys a bunch of times. Cause you guys played out here 
in California. So we're at the after show. We're in that little bar. I can't remember the name of the bar, but I remember just being there, just so stoked that everybody was finally going to get to experience you guys' set. And then you were having really bad, <laughs> you were having really bad problems with your guitar. And I, I just, I, I just remember seeing you. It was just like, you were obviously you were trying to fix your, fix the problems. I don't, I don't even know what it was, but then you eventually, you literally just took off the, your guitar, you set it down and you casually just walked off stage and just went into the <laughs> crowd. And I was just like looking around like, oh shit, this sucks. Like, this is not how I wanted everybody's first experience of Ipsar to be. So if you can oh, remember, yeah. can you talk about like what that whole like moment was like for you? <laughs> So it was it, it, literally top five most embarrassing worst moments like of my life. It, 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 it was it was like we were all so stoked to finally like play like the after show and like it was gonna be our first times like like playing the new songs basically. So um, when we were flying, we made like the agreement not to like bring any gear just because it was way too pricey and like we were like kind of penny pinching just to get over to Florida and. Um, we were going to borrow the gear from uh, the dudes in Construct and uh, Lennon was going to help us out and stuff like that, if I can remember right. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was supposed to use Marky's guitar, the, the guitarist of Construct. So um, I use his guitar. It's fine. And then we're up on stage and I'm trying to tune it. But every time I tune it, I, I strum it just to make sure it's fine. And it keeps dropping. So I'm like, what the fuck, you know, I'm like, these things, these strings are going to break, whatever. But then um, the guys are like, yo, yo, we just got to go. Like, they're telling us, like, it's our time or whatever. And I'm just standing on stage to keep my guitar keeps going out of tune. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, I, like I'll, just, I'll just go for it, whatever. Literally, like, the first, like, two or three notes I hit, which is just, like, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, the fucking, not, the, the strings doesn't break, but the nut on top of the guitar just shoots off. So at this point, um, my E string is... It's out of commission. Like I can't do anything. It's it's just broken. Like the guitar nut fell off and whatever. So I'm like, fuck. What do I do? And (laughs) I'm just like trying to tell Kyle, which is the other guitarist of Appsar, that it's like I'm like the nut's broken. Like (laughs) I don't have a guitar to use. And like I was just like, whatever. You know, I was just like, I'm not because we were already behind schedule. We were kind of pushing like the the set times further and further, and it was kind of being like a like a nuisance. So I was like, you know what, guys, just play and whatever. So I got off stage and I, I was like, I was just, I was just mosh. Just, I was just having a good time, you know, because I was like, Appstar started as a four piece. Like I joined later on anyway. So, but that didn't happen because it was like the perfect storm because then Kyle's stuff started messing up. So then he moved over to the amp I was using, but that amp didn't have like, like, like something was wrong with it. Something was wrong with the distortion or something. So the set sounded really weird. And then they're just like, fuck it, let's just play two more songs. And then those two songs sounded kind of funky as well, but it, it it was definitely definitely a bad night for all of us. Morale was really low, but thank you or thanks to to Lennon and Russell um, for very good feud. They they let us play right before um, Envision at FYA the next day, and we used um, Envision's gear, so it was just like a swap of gear. And it was literally like a, like a Tosh.0 web redemption moment because that went really well. And, you know, I guess, I guess everything happens for a reason because we sucked in front of like what, like a hundred people, but then we played better too. Maybe like 150, 200. I don't know how many people were FYA, but it, it, it was, it was a good memory that we can look back on and I can look back on and 
be fucking thankful that we got to to make it up because if not we would have just flown to FYA just for our gear to fuck up or the gear that we we're borrowing to fuck up and ruin everything. Yeah, I, I remember just being so stoked, and then as like you know each problem like you know came up, I was like, oh shit, and then like I just felt deflated because. Like I said before, like I've seen you guys live and I knew that that wasn't your best performance. I knew that you guys could sound way better live. So when I got word that you guys were going to be able to you know, uh, play right before Envision, I was so stoked. Like, All right, cool. This is kind of um, uh, like awesome because you guys get to you know play the actual fest and then you guys get to be in front of like way more set of eyes and more like more people to see you. So um, hearing that performance of you guys at FYA and you guys killing it and just seeing more kids go off that definitely made me way more stoked uh, to see that that play out um, versus the night before because uh, I was stoked at the bar. But then obviously when everything happened, I was just so bummed like for you guys. Oh, yeah. I know how far you guys traveled and like I literally talked to Kyle before the set. And he was like, yeah, I hope it goes well because, uh, you know, it better be worth it because I, you know, took time off of work to fly out here <laughs> just to do this set. And then when I just saw everything go wrong, I, I was like, damn it, I, I, I feel bad. I hope Kyle's all right. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just glad that you guys got that that second shot, you know, the same weekend. And so everybody who was at the after show was able to see you guys at the fest and put on a real performance. So I was definitely stoked for you guys. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Like literally like after the set, it was like silence in in, in the band. And I was like. Yeah, I was like, dude, there's nothing I could have done. You know, my guitar broke. The guitar is easy broke. Mm-hmm. And we were like behind schedule and morale was really low. And like, we were just kind of standing around and stuff like that. And then Lennon comes up, like Night in Shining Armor. And he's like, yo, like, we've seen you guys play. Like, we did that run together. Like, you guys, you guys rock. So just, just play tomorrow. And after that, we were stoked. But, you know, emotions were still like all over the place because we were all really excited to play. Like, we were like, like tired from traveling and stuff because like our flight landed like literally at like what like five six in the morning and like i don't know if you remember it like the weather was super weird like like when we first landed it was like humid and like raining and shit so we all like stunk really bad it was like we went through the trenches to play this like 15 minute set and literally it went wrong in the first like three like i i remember me and kyle went to waffle house right after we were just talking about it and he's just he was being a really good friend about it, just telling me like not to worry about it, like tomorrow will be better, and that it was like out of my hands. And you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason, and I'm I'm glad we had that web redemption moment, and and people fucked with it for sure. Because if that set what would have went wrong <laughs> again, I don't know what we would have done. We probably would have <laughs> like broken up or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I. For uh, people who are curious, your set at FYA, your your two song set, it's actually on YouTube. That guy uh, uh, Cameron Nunez, I think that, that's his name. He has it on his yeah, YouTube yeah. page, so uh, people are able to go watch that. And I, I'm pretty sure that I, I'm not aware of any footage of the after show, so I don't think anybody filmed that oh, one. Oh fuck no! <laughs> Hell no! If there's any footage of that, and anybody's listening, go delete it, please. For 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 my self esteem, please for the love of God. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, okay. I love Ipsara, so I, I had to talk about that moment. Obviously, you Thank also you play too. in Jinx. You play guitar and you sing. Uh, you guys uh, put out a an EP uh, at the like you know I think like September twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like almost over a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been a long time. Damn. Yeah. Uh, definitely over a year. And have you guys been? Uh, or have you been writing new material? H- have you in the band and you know talking? Because I know you guys. Obviously, you mentioned you had the 
the live stream with SOS booking. But um, other than that, have you guys been, uh, you know, working on new material or are you guys just kind of laying low? Yeah. Like, um, maybe a few days ago, I think like, like three, four days, something like that. Like I, I finally like demoed the songs that we're going to put out like acoustically. Like, I think we're going to do maybe three to five songs. We're not sure yet because of the funds and stuff. But we, we definitely have the songs finished for the most part, maybe like 80%, something like that in that ballpark. But um, we are going to put out a live tape from that SOS um, live stream. We, mm-hmm. play, we played a, like two new songs on that, one with lyrics and one without. So we're just going to put that out, maybe do like a small run of like 20 tapes or something, you know, just to just to put something out and then we are thinking about booking to to record our next tape for november or something like that just just to get the ball rolling once more and then we're just gonna really like take it from there you know because i i think like I, everybody says it's about the new stuff but I, I really like the new songs it's 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 a bit of a different like direction but not not straying too far away so uh, I'm curious on how it'll go, but I, I think the songs are are cool, man. But I just want to I just want to jam it full band ready. It kind of sucks just to be by myself in my room and kind of just send them voice memos and see what they think, and then going back from there. But you know, I just I just want to I just want to play music again. <laughs> it kind of sucks. It sounds so so depressing. Yeah, no, trust me. I I think there's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you. Like, as much as you want to play it, like, I want to see you guys live. I want to see, you know, so many bands that, you know, get back on that stage. So I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that at some point. But yeah, um, dude, it's weird time. And y- it, may- it, it makes you it makes you miss the shows and makes you feel like you took it a bit for granted. You know, <laughs> dude, I, I think about it like all the time like the last show i went to was uh i think it was the rec center it was um for initiate it was their release weekend it was like initiate wise um i can't remember who else was on that show i'm drawing a blank but i, I remember like yeah I, I remember that yeah yeah i, I remember coronavirus was a thing but it, it hadn't like blown up in the states yet like obviously it, mm-hmm. it was big um out there uh in china and it, it was uh you know talks of heading west and it was still like you know people were memeing about it and nobody really took it that serious at that point because it hadn't uh, like i said it hadn't gotten that huge in, in, in the states <laughs> so i remember going to that show and it wasn't even a worry like you know people were still jumping all over each other moshing we were all packed into this room i remember there's people smoking inside the venue because uh i guess that's <laughs> okay and i remember i just hated that so much like like I, I don't care if people smoke but if i'm like but if it's like in a venue i was like damn it this sucks because i didn't know that people could smoke in the venue because i, I would have yeah, like you know tried yeah. to go away but it was just hard to escape it was weird but but yeah but i i didn't walk away from that show thinking like all right that's going to be it for a while no i literally was like cool we're going to a show next week this is going to be awesome but everything like got like you know pulled it like the rug right from under us and it was just gone after that yeah, dude, I remember for, for that gig, I was I was working or I had schoolwork or something to do, but I couldn't go. And I was like, ah, it's cool. Like, whatever. Because at that point, like, like Jinx was doing, was had like already planned a run with, um, with this band from Vegas called Oversight. And we were going to play like, like the smell or something with Wise and it was going to be cool. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just wait till that, whatever. And that, that on that run, um, was going to be on, um, with that other band too, The River Wild. It's Cole from Distorts, like um, other band. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really good, but we were, we were really stuck on that, man. And 
like everything was set in, all the dates were, were ready, and then boom, you know, lockdown. And I, I like, I, I completely agree. Nobody took this shit seriously in the beginning, just because I think everybody's in that mindset of like, oh, it's so far away, like <laughs> it's not gonna come over here. And then boom, everything just goes to shit. So I, I feel like I definitely took shows for granted, and I, I miss it. I, I don't really remember what my last, the last show I went to was. I, I, I really, I think it was the last date we did with Magnitude. In Arizona, but I, I really I, I think that's the last one. But but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I remember when it, it like was like when I first remember it being like really close to home. I remember there was some dude in Costa Mesa. It was like on the news. It was like, hey, some guy in Costa Mesa got Corona. Um, if you were at any of these places yesterday, you should go get tested. And luckily, I wasn't in any of those places that he was at. But I was like that's like 20 minutes away from me. Like that, that's so insane. And I, I was tripping out. I was like, okay, the one guy was here. They got him. And hopefully if he exposed anybody, they went and got tested and, you know, figured it out. But I thought that would be it. You know, just like random thing here and there, but it just literally swept like the entire world, which was just so weird to think about to this day. Yeah. yeah I remember all this like posts and stuff of people being like, there's the case here, 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 and here. And then, before you know it we're in lockdown and everything's changed you know and not going i'm not trying to go back <laughs> to just talking only about my girlfriend but it was, it was weird because we we started dating basically right before quarantine hit like officially like dating and stuff mm-hmm. and we we've only ate at a restaurant once we've never been to a movie theater together um we've only done one thing but like, that, that's like like i guess well, it is like going to be like a rarity. Like we went to Universal Studios, you know, and like those are the only few things that we've done that are like quote unquote like normal stuff to do. And then besides that, we've we've basically been kind of cooped up at home together since the start of quarantine and our relationship. And you know, I feel like it made us really close, and we found like alternatives to do stuff like go to like driving theaters together and stuff. But you know, it. it I feel like quarantine is a is a weird time <laughs> to start a relationship for sure. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is weird because you think about like those simple things that you would do in a relationship, you know, like you know, just date nights and stuff. Like you haven't even done that stuff, and you've been together for so long. When when you like normal situation, that's just stuff you do on the weekend or whenever you guys had free time. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's definitely like a, like a switch up. Like instead of going to like the movies for like a date night, we're just we're at home. You know, we we ha- we eat snacks. Or, like the other, the, like I think last month we watched like the entire like Twilight Saga in like two three days, which was fun. Okay. You know, I was I was kind of a, a naysayer on those movies, but you know, I, I won't lie, man. I'm team, I'm team Edward. Okay, no, I won't lie for sure. Um, I've I used to uh, go to Disneyland all the time. And I was like rarely home because I, I would like work. And if, <laughs> and if I wasn't at work, I'd be at a show or Disneyland. And like the only times I was at home was if I was like doing a podcast or if I was like sleeping. But these days I'm I'm home so much more than like ever. And it's like strange, but it's been like it's been all right. Whatever. Like I have like, you know, my computer. I have a ton of video games to play and I, I should definitely play a lot more because there's I've bought so many games I haven't even touched, but that's a whole other topic. But yeah, so it, it, it is strange. So, sometimes <laughs> I, I think about like, man, like I just want to go out and do something. But then I think about it and there's like not a whole lot to go out and do. 
And right now it's like, I just don't want to go and be around a bunch of random people either. Cause it's just like, yeah, I, I'm exactly. not trying to be reckless. Cause obviously it, it, it's still like a serious thing and people are out there, uh, you know, getting sick and some people just are way more careless than I am. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to <laughs> let up on it uh, right now. Like I, like I still uh, you know, try to be as safe as I can. Like I'll wear my mask socially distance and i'm not I, like i've and i've said this before like i've only seen like the same like four friends like since this whole it was like four or five friends uh, since this whole thing yeah, started th- there's there's a lot of people that are kind of kind of acting like like it doesn't exist anymore like a lot of like a lot of my friends from like high school and stuff like i still see them like going out to like like restaurants and bars and stuff and it, it's it's weird you know i mean i like not to like like shame him or anything but it's mm-hmm. just it's just a risk that i i and my girlfriend and my family aren't really willing to take like yet or at all until everything's clear, you know, because it's, it's, it's seriously like a, like a snowball effect. One person gets it and another person gets it. And you know, it's just, it's dangerous, but you know, like me and my girlfriend, I found like alternatives to doing stuff. Like we've taken a few like weekend trips to, we've took two trips to big bear just to get like a cabin and get like a change of scenery. So we don't go crazy being stuck at home. Um, and that was really nice, you know. Um, and I spent time in San Diego with her, and she spent time in the Valley over here in, in, um, in the San Fernando Valley where I'm at. So it, it, it's it, it's it's good that that we can at least kind of keep our 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 brains, you know, occupied and keep keep them going. And getting a puppy was a <laughs> was a nice thing too because you know we're home, so we just spent a lot of time with her, and it's it's. It, it's you know it's going but but yeah i mean i rem- I, I know you as the og disneyland head so <laughs> it must be tough for you not to go there man i've only been there once or twice and that that that's been that yeah it, it's been uh like a big adjustment because that was like uh like a, the main hobby like outside of going to shows that like that's what i would do is i would like i said i would work and if i wasn't at work i'd be either disneyland or a show or doing a podcast and it like i'm not like you know sad i'm not like crying about it it, it, it definitely sucks but i feel i feel like since yeah. i since i'd been like you know so many times like i like i would go pretty often like i it was definitely like at least like two or three times a week so <laughs> so kind of taking this year off it it it's, hasn't been like that strange because it, it's not like i have an option so it's not like i'm just not going um, and it's still there, you know, active and moving on without me. It, it's literally on pause. So it's, it's so I, I feel like that's why I'm not too bummed out about it because I'm not missing anything because nothing's going on. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of just you know, being patient, waiting and hoping that it, it, it opens at some point. And like I, I've been to downtown Disney uh, uh, since they opened because they opened and then they closed for like a brief week because they had to like, you know, uh, go. like We had to like take a step back out here in Orange County for like like a couple mm-hmm. days. Um, but I've been like three times and it, it, it felt safe. They, you know, had like, like, like a bunch of measures in place to try to keep people safe. And they're like, did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, ensuring people were actually wearing their masks when they were in downtown Disney. And that was fun. Like, you know, I went with some friends, we like went shopping, had, had some ice cream, some vegan ice cream, but, but it's fine. I, I feel like it'll get there or get back to opening eventually. And, uh, I'll enjoy it again, but like, but I'm not even stoked because like once it opens, it's not like it's going to be like, you know, full fledged Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just like, all right, like it's going to open, but then it's just going to be like, 
different so I'm, I'm curious to see what it's like but yeah i'm not i'm not like upset i'm not like freaking out about it but but i do feel bad because i have a lot of friends who had just lost their jobs because disney just like laid off 20,000 or 28,000 employees because they uh, didn't want to continue to pay their benefits because like, like everybody got furloughed but their benefits were still active but disney was like hey like we can't continue to operate as a business uh and be successful if we're going to keep paying like you know for all these uh people's um health insurance so like we got to just look like fire a bunch of people so that sucks and like that's what, the only reason why that's i wish they would open one. sooner like I, I like i'm not trying to like you know uh like wish they would open sooner just so i could go it's like no like the the business that they bring to like the economy out here um, in Anaheim and even the surrounding cities, it, it, it's crazy. Just the, the, the tourism is just brings in so much money for our area. And the fact that it's been closed for so long, like there's hotels who, who are like pretty much done being like new hotels who like, you know, are finished bu- being built, but they don't want to open until uh, Disney reopens. Cause that's why they built the hotels in like those places. Cause it was yeah. just a big part of like, you know, them, getting their businesses there then there's like this uh strip mall that's like literally like right there by disney and a lot of the businesses have closed there's like a subway that's still open but like the the owner just did like an interview talking about how he's like operating at a loss and he doesn't know how much longer he can continue because uh he'd been there for like i think he said like over like 13 years or something and like a big part of his business was foot traffic from disney and that's why he went in that location but since they've been closed for so long he's you know still trying to keep his business open trying to keep you know people getting paid but um, he says it's going to run out at some point because he's just not making the same kind of money that he was before and it's just it's just sad to see what it's doing to the city um with that park being closed because it, it it's just yeah. so important to you know for everybody that like worked there and just for just like our whole economy out here so it, it definitely sucks to see it failing and um so many people lose their jobs because that's just like the worst thing because you talk about like some of the people that got fired been at that job for you know 30 plus years and next like you know pandemic pops up they're fired like where do you go after 35 years of working and, you know that's your exactly. career it's yeah. like damn you gotta do something crazy it, it sucks yeah it, it it seriously affects literally everybody especially like small businesses and stuff. It's, it's super sad you know i mean the whole the whole pandemic itself is affecting like people on a personal basis and on a business basis it's it's a whole mess man but but once disney opens i I bet you're gonna you're gonna feel really fucking good when when you're back in there man (laughs) Uh, okay uh, I, I feel like I'm going to get or I feel like people are like judging me like anytime I talk about this but I'm actually going to Disney World in like two weeks (laughs) dude my my sister's going too because she so she's supposed to get married next month but because of all all of this stuff going on there like they have to push the wedding back to next year okay which was like a huge hit on her and her fiance so she was like we're just gonna go to disney world to make it up and she she got her little band thing that like like is like i don't know what it does i think you probably know but yeah it's, it's like a band that yeah. like has all that stuff on it that she has to keep on and she's excited you know because i know uh i think everything's open up in florida if i'm not mistaken so yeah dude i've, I've talked but, to some yeah. people and, and they're they're saying like from california to florida it's like night and day dude yeah and it, it, it's insane you know like i, I was like fuck man i like <laughs> i 
exciting. I've never been here. That shit's expensive, but. Have you been to Disney World before? Yeah. Uh, so I, I went for the first time in 2016. And since then, I managed to make some friends uh, that go to Disney World every year. So we do. Uh, there's a, like an annual Halloween trip that that we always do. And then throughout the year, I, there, there'll be like random trips. Like there'll be like a spring trip or like the girls in the group will do like a girls trip. Um, so I, I go at least like twice a year. But this is uh, actually... I had a trip planned back in April, but obviously that's like that was the thick of the pandemic, like right when things started popping off. So I, yeah. um, you know, Disney World closed. I canceled my trip because that time it didn't even feel safe to leave. So I was like, nope, I'm not going. Um, but <laughs> but you know, since then things have uh, gotten better. Like they're still bad, but they've gotten better. Uh, and talk to everybody in the group and uh, people are you know still down to go so i was like all right cool i i don't want that fomo because i i literally love these people like i, I don't think they realize yeah. how much i actually care about them which is weird because like you know we all met at disney world uh but like they're all just really great people so i care about them a lot and i would f- feel uh really sad if i missed out on a year because i'm like damn it i have to because if, if i didn't go this year then i'd have to wait till like you know next october to see them again and i was yeah. just like you know who knows if we even make it next october you know we're all getting older uh, people have like families kids and stuff like so like what if that that could be i'm trying to get dark but that could be their last trip or what if somebody dies or, or whatever yeah, so it's just like really know. yeah so i just want to take these opportunities and to go see them and obviously we're all we all, uh, you know, plan to be safe. Like one of my friends, like works in the hospital, so he's like, you know, he's like he works in a hospital in New York, so uh, he knows like how to uh, you know, be safe because he has to be around it every day. So he knows what's up, and like we all take it pretty serious. Nobody takes it as a like a joke, or nobody thinks it's like a, a hoax or anything. So we're all gonna be, uh, you know, uh, doing our best to stay safe. So that's why I'm going. Like I'm not going to go yeah, I mean, uh, to as go long rage. As you're safe, you know, I mean, you don't want to miss out like on a trip to see your friends because I mean. It's not like they like live down the street or something, so I totally get that. Yeah. So and, and my my girlfriend since since like we started talking, she's always said that she wanted to go to like Disneyland like on her birthday and stuff, and like her birthday just came up and we couldn't go to Disneyland. So it, 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 I, I totally feel you about about wanting to go and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I've just I, I feel like the the thing that sucks for me was because every Halloween um, I go to Horror Nights and. I guess this is like the first time I think since like I was like like 15 or 16 like I'm not going like it does suck you know because I, I I love Halloween not to sound like like cliche or whatever but it, it's it's super fun and not to not to do that especially with with my girlfriend it is a bummer but you know we're just gonna stay at home eat candy corn and, and just watch some flicks or something and just just make best with do you know. Yeah, dude, I'm happy to hear you, uh, you know, talk positive about candy corn. I love candy corn <laughs> and people always talk trash on it because there goes just sugar. <laughs> candy corn rock. Dude. Yeah. I, yeah. It's undisputed, bro. I, I mean, people always talk shit on it saying it's gross and stuff. I, I love candy corn since I was a kid. Maybe it's because it's like a nostalgia thing, but I wish candy corn was sold all year round, dude. And I had like, like a basket of it every time because it's so good. I could eat like a whole thing by myself. Yeah, like candy corn reminds me of like fall and Halloween. So like that's just like something that that I love and think is important. And yeah, it, it, it's it's so good. Yeah, like, I can't, candy corn is like like my pumpkin spice latte, dude. Like I gotta have it during the fall. Like it, it, it's just like like I I feel like with candy, I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of like 
weird about what I like. Like, I'm not too big on, like, chocolate and stuff like that, but I do love, like, like Swedish fish and, like, candy corn. Like, some, like, weird shit. Like, I don't know. Whenever I tell people I like Swedish fish and candy corn, they kind of look at me weird. Like, I don't I don't eat meat, but when I ate meat, like, I loved, <laughs> I fucking loved Arby's and stuff. Mm-hmm. So people always talk shit on me on that. Like, it's like a joke within, like, our friend group and stuff, but... But Arby's is good, man. I mean, if if there's any meat eaters listening that that dog on uh, on Arby's, just give it a go. One more try, I, I promise you. <laughs> Arby's, man. I feel like growing up there, there was never an Arby's near me, and the where I lived uh, when I lived out in the desert, there was an Arby's in Palm Desert, but that city was like weird and uh, they didn't allow like drive-throughs. So every restaurant, like it was like a dine-in, like you had to go into the actual place. There was no drive-throughs. So the Arby's that was there was like across the street from the mall. It's still there to this day. It's like across the street from the mall, but it was like next door to a McDonald's. So I I wasn't like too familiar with Arby's and I'd always just go with what I was comfortable with. So I'd always just go to that McDonald's right there and, I, I would go there into Arby's sometimes if I was like, you know, just feeling curious that day. But yeah, it, it's, it's never been like a, a staple for me. Dude, McDonald's has been popping off lately, dude. They got they got the spicy McNuggets. They got the spicy McChicken back. The Travis Scott meal, etc. My, my girlfriend's a McDonald's head, so we 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 should go in like maybe like three times a week just because of the spicy McChicken. It's so weird, but but you know, I mean. Good on them for doing the whole marketing thing with Travis Scott because I think it worked really well because everybody was talking about it. It, it. it reminded me of like the the Popeyes fucking um, oh, chicken the, sandwich, the chicken sandwich craze. Okay, it, I remember that. Yeah, I'm still a firm believer that that Popeyes chicken craze was was an inside job. I, I'm I, I'm my theory is is that there was like a, like a like somebody within the corporate like like somebody in Popeye's corporate that was like, Hey, like, let's, let's do like a marketing scheme where we pretend like it's like insanely popular and post a video on social media. And then people will go in flux to see what all the hype's about. <laughs> and that's, that's my theory. And mm-hmm. if my theory is right, I think it's, it's a, it's, it's correct. <laughs> Dude. Because it's just, a, it's just a chicken Sammy, man. There's nothing really about it. Yeah, and people literally died over that sandwich, which is insane to think about. People were selling that shit on eBay. I was like, "What the hell?" Like in that in that Rick and Morty sauce, fucking McDonald's had it. You know, the, I feel the, like they're just coming up with shit that just makes people flock over and like and like groups it and it's working, which is good. I mean, marketing. Shit, I mean, I applaud them. You know, they're smart. Yeah, they're like, let's see how dumb our consumers are and let's see if we can convince them to buy this made up stuff <laughs> and trick them into uh, giving us money. But uh, I, I get it. And even w- w- with the Travis Scott, like the, the Travis Scott meal, I've gotten it uh, th- a total of three times. And I felt like the first time I got it, I was like, all right, this is, this is actually pretty cool because I... Uh, I enjoy his music. I don't think he's like the best artist in the world, but his music's uh, his music's <laughs> fine. Like I, I think he has some some hits. So I, I wanted to go and check it out, and it, it, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, I felt honestly, I, I felt a little embarrassed to order it because, like you know, you you've seen the the TikToks and all the uh, <laughs> videos of people I'm um, ordering it like uh, like <laughs> like so annoying. You know, like obviously doing what he says, like tell like telling them that Cactus Jack sent them or playing his music, uh, you know, to the drive through employees. And it's just like, yeah, like I didn't, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. So I, even like when I asked, I was like, Hey, like, uh, can I just get a Travis Scott meal? And like, I, I felt like I was being judged. Cause I, I just, 
uh, you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. you just saw how crazy people got for like stealing like the the advertisements off like the windows of the McDonald's. Um, but but it was but it was cool. I I, I think it was an awesome way, uh, you know, for them to kind of because I, I feel like McDonald's benefited more than Travis Scott. Like obviously he sold all that like McDonald's merch, but he could have done a, a whole lot of merch and just sold it anyways because his shoes have been selling out. Uh, you know, people love Travis Scott, so I, I feel like McDonald's was just kind of oh, yeah. uh, probably gave him like a, a good bag to uh, use his likeness to, oh, yeah, to, to help sell some burgers. Because you think about it, everything uh, in that Travis Scott meal uh, stuff that's already on the menu, they didn't bring in bring in anything exactly. new or uh, stuff that wasn't on the menu. It was all stuff that they've already had in the kitchen, and they just you know, tied it to uh, somebody famous and cool. So it, it, was, it was a good campaign. Uh, there's like a new guy. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, there's another artist, uh, Jay Balvin or something. Uh, he has oh yeah 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 he's doing a mcdonald's thing now i think they're, they're talking about like uh like a fries like straw or something i don't know i i, I didn't want to get in too much into it because i was like all right i'm not gonna keep going to mcdonald's to try these like artists like special meals like travis got cool you, you got me I, I enjoyed it but i don't know who jay balvin is and i don't want to <laughs> yeah me. and i'm not trying to drink my dr pepper through a straw that's made out of a french fry that just like i'm not into that <laughs> that's that, that stuff's weird can i just get a normal straw like I, i'm not trying to go and do all these viral like you know foodie stuff I, I, it's crazy because when it first came out, I was like, "Oh shit, this is me like a Travis Scott burger or something." Mm -hmm. But it's literally like, I mean, it, it's a good, it's a good ploy to get people to come in and order shit that's already on the fucking menu just because it's co-signed by 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 Travis Scott. But yeah, yeah, like, I mean, if McDonald's came and was like, "Yo, do you want to make like a like a Jinx App Star burger?" I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." <laughs> so, I mean, he can't he can't fumble the bag. He probably got paid millions of fucking dollars just to have his name on it and stuff so yeah i respect it i respect it i was tripping out i actually got breakfast from mcdonald's like the other day and the guy who like took my card he was wearing the mcdonald's cactus jack uh you know employee shirt and i was just thinking i was like do people were paying like six hundred dollars for that shirt online and this guy is just <laughs> here at the breakfast window just doesn't even care and i was like yes yeah. so i'm like that's how it should be because sometimes like things get like like overhyped and like you know i i enjoy streetwear but sometimes like when i see these resale prices i'm just like only a fool would pay for that because because i've uh you know I, i've like worked where uh you know I, i've seen t-shirts get made i know how much it actually costs uh to do these things mm -hmm. and i'm just like yeah there's no way there's never a point where that t-shirt should cost that much it's, it's just like people just want to buy it for the hype and that that's why they're exactly. willing to shell out that much money like like I, I like nice clothes, but there's no way I'm going to pay six hundred dollars for a McDonald's Cactus Jack T-shirt that costs like two yeah, bucks. Yeah, dude. To make. I, if if I worked at McDonald's, I'd be like, oh shit, I lost my shirt. Can I have another <laughs> one or something? You know, just to resell. But okay, but like re resale prices are, are nuts for stuff. I mean, there like there's people that just sell shit and make a living, and I wish I could do that. But like I'm like low key like a hoarder with with clothes. Like I I like kind of I, I try to collect stuff mm -hmm. and i feel like that that comes to uh, comes to me at a fault too because my closet is filled with a bunch of random shit and i've only probably wear i only wear maybe like like 10 shirts and like two pair of pants and then if i got rid of everything else my i, I would have so much more space but i i hoard all this stuff that i view as like either like sentimental or something that i don't want to let go of because i don't know when i'm going to come across it again and you know it's it, it's it's bad, but maybe one day I'm going to let go of everything and then just sit on a little bit of money and just be happy. But yeah, my, my closet is filled with a bunch of random shit. Yeah, I, I've thought about that. 
like I, I have like hundreds of t-shirts in like tubs and and, I, and i'm still buying shirts and i always tell myself like why because there's there's shirts that i've bought in this year that i still haven't even worn like people will come over and i'll show them like hey like i, I got this new t-shirt like check it out and then i'll just like fold it up and just like put it back like on my shelf in my closet and just keep it like just nice <laughs> yeah. um and yeah, like, i have a habit of buying shirts that don't fit me too so i just <laughs> i just i just buy them just to have them too okay yeah i i thought about that because uh, i uh I, I generally wear like a size large but i was thinking i was like maybe i should go for like a loose like fitting style and i, I was thinking about like going up to like xl but i got like a couple shirts in mm -hmm. xl and i was like yeah i was like i don't like this this isn't this makes me look weird so most of my shirts are larges yeah i used, I used to wear like double xl t-shirts and stuff like i think if i were to wear like fitting shirts it'd probably be like a large mm -hmm. but I, I still i still wear xl because i like I like being comfy, you know, and like I, I went like on like a like a big like weight loss journey like two, three years ago. Okay. So I still have some shirts that are like triple XL and stuff like that. And I, I still I still hold on to like sentimental value and stuff, but like even now like when I wear like a large, I'm like, dude, this doesn't this doesn't fit right. But I guess that's that's the body dysmorphia fucking kicking in. So I don't know. XL is good for me. And you know, when you're buying like older tees and stuff, like people always like ask for dimensions and shit like that but i i've never I, I don't know but i guess that's my fault too because i buy shirts that are like xl but they fit like a fucking medium and shit but but you know maybe maybe, maybe one day i can come over and we could trade some shirts or something so we down. can get our, uh, our our shit down you know hey well, i'm tripping out because I, I i've obviously seen you in person uh you know seen you a bunch of times i, I never knew you used to be uh you know wearing sizes that big Oh, dude, yeah, I was, I was big Cubsters, man, like, uh... When? I'm tripping uh, out. <laughs> so, I used to play in, like, this, like, like emo band, like, this emo all band fucking called Runaround, and, um, that was when I started gaining a lot of weight, like, right after high school. I, my, my biggest that I've ever been was, like, 245, like, maybe clo closer to 250. Oh, wow. And I, I would just, I, I would eat really bad like every day and like i would get because i live like really close to a bunch of like fast food spots like i live close to like an in and out like a chick-fil-a a fucking tommy's mcdonald's and all that so i would just i would just go all out and at, at that time i was only working uh i was working full-time like 45 hours at, at yoshinoya and i would eat yoshinoya like every day and then after work i'd go get like tommy's or something and i wasn't in school so all i would do is like eat at work like twice and then I would go home and eat. So I'd be stacking my calories. And, you know, I remember the the day that I was like, you know, this is bad. I went to like Korean barbecue and like I had like maybe like <laughs> like 10 servings of like brisket, like not even over exaggerating and like two, two plates of like bulgogi or something. And I ate and I felt like I was going to throw up and I was like, okay, like I'm going to go on a harsh diet. So then I did intermediate fasting and I would only eat Subway every day, like one meal a day. So I would go to work, get off at six, go home, shower, go get my meal at like seven thirty, and I would get like a like like a like a foot long if I'm super hungry or like a six inch. I'd get like the oven roasted chicken, I would have them take out all the bread inside. I would get it um just like lettuce, tomatoes and onions and spinach and like a little bit of mayo and a little bit of a a little bit of like salt and pepper 
and that's all I would eat and like no soda, no nothing. And that was like my diet for a really long time. And I dropped like a good amount of weight. And then I was like, and then my, my, my weight kind of like plateaued. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go vegetarian. And then I went vegetarian and then it kind of stuck. And then I dropped a lot of weight. Like I'm, I'm at one, like 165 right now or somewhere around that. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to keep going down, but you know, in quarantine, I've just been fucking post post mating like every fucking day. So, you know, but, but yeah, I don't think we've ever, I don't think we met when I was a, like tubbier no no i i yeah because i because I, I feel like i have a really good memory so i definitely would remember something like that but yeah I, I i feel like the way that i met you is like how you look now yeah yeah like I, i'm still not where like i would want to be but mm-hmm. i need to like get back to like a workout routine like in like the middle of quarantine me and my girlfriend started powerlifting and stuff like that and then we were doing really good with that for a little bit and then uh, we stopped. <laughs> we want to get back on that because my, my, my sister was like um, like a professional power lifter. Like she won like a bunch of medals for her weight class and stuff. So she has all that shit at her house. So we were going to do that. And then we kind of just started slacking off. But we, we, we've been talking about going back into it because I, I really, I really got to start doing something. But, but yeah. You mentioned uh, Zelda earlier. Uh, is your girlfriend playing that on a Switch? <laughs> yeah so funny story about the switch so so she's been talking about playing breath of the wild for the longest time like since we were friends and stuff okay and i was like okay for her birthday like i'm gonna get her switch but i don't know if you remember there was like a fucking big shortages of switches and people were flipping them and stuff mm-hmm. there, and, there still is um, like it's, it's still uh, like yeah it's, it's not easy to get one still it's it, yeah it's insane so i was like on a hunt to find one i would check every day like on like Target, uh, GameStop, yada, yada, yada. I'd even check like hsn.com and stuff. What the hell? (laughs) Like random stuff. And like, I literally could not find one. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get one on offer up, but I wanted to be new. Yeah. Right. So I found one in San Diego, fairly close to her house. And she had a dentist appointment that day. Mm -hmm. And so she went in for a dentist appointment. I'm like, okay, I have like maybe like 30 minutes to go run over uh, and drive to pick up this switch and I was going to buy it for $400. And, Jesus. Um, so I drop her off and I'm like, okay, I'll be right here. Like when you're done, like, don't worry about it. So I'm driving there and then her appointment ends up being done in like 10 minutes. So she's stranded at the dentist's office, like wondering where I'm, where I'm at. <laughs> so I go pick it. I go, I go to this random like apartment complex. And I'm standing outside waiting for this person to, to come down and give me the switch and they're not responding. And it took like an extra 10 minutes and then she was like, why are you at an apartment complex? Like, where are you? And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> she thinks I'm doing something sus. Yeah. But I'm just trying to buy her a switch, but I can't tell her. So I was like, oh, I'm at Shake Shack across the street. There's a long line, whatever. The person comes out, gives me the switch. I give them the four bills, and I come back. And I still couldn't tell her that I got her a switch because it was a surprise. Uh-huh. But then, like, a few days later, I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I feel like she thought I was doing something funny. So <laughs> I just gave it to her early, and she was stoked and stuff. But it, w- it was messy, man, because I-, I think she thought I was, like, like cheating on her. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really just trying to be, like, a good fucking boyfriend. But, yeah. but yeah, so I got her that and, like, a Zelda case, and I got her Breath of the Wild, and it came out to be, like, a stupid amount of money that shouldn't have happened but you know you got to do what you got to do when fucking nintendo doesn't make enough consoles during the pandemic so yeah. but yeah she i think she's finished with it but i don't think entirely because i know like the game takes like 
a million hours to finish because of all the side quests and stuff. But yeah, you got to ask her if she's gotten the poop trophy because that's a lot of work. <laughs> the poop trophy. Yeah. <laughs> What do you have to do to get that? Uh, th- there's like these little like uh, puzzles that you have to do, and there's like 999 of them. So it just takes a really long time. And like, uh, and like you think once you complete all those puzzles, because that's a lot of puzzles, if you think about it, and so much time to go into it, you think you'd get something awesome. But no, they literally give you this golden like poop trophy. <laughs> dude, I've seen her do some of those puzzles, and I'm like, dude, this is this is too complicated. Like you have to use like fire and water and ice and sh- i don't know I'm, I'm not big on like like nintendo games a- as much but yeah. seeing her do it i was like dude, this is this is hard <laughs> this is really hard like during the quarantine we beat uh we beat two games together we beat until dawn and we beat the last of us and then we tried to start the last of us the spoilers in the beginning something crazy happens and i think it, it i think it hurt us too bad for us to finish the game so, okay. so we just never finished it. Okay, but the, the the going back to the reason why I brought up the switch and you were talking about exercising, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of this game called Ring Fit Adventure. It's for the Nintendo Switch. Is that the same thing that they had for like the Wii? Basically, like Wii Fit kind of, <laughs> where like it gives you like a workout routine or something. Uh, kind of. So like like Wii Fit was more like kind of like yoga and kind of chill. But Ring Fit is like way more active, I feel like. And it's kind of like an RPG and you're actually going through and like uh, it's like a like there's actually a story to it. So I feel like it's actually a, a really fun way to uh, get some exercise. That's that actually sounds pretty interesting because I mean, it's like is it like you have to like run and stuff like in real life yeah because like you like strap like one of the uh, uh, joy cons to like your thigh or your like ankle because that's like one way to uh, it tracks you that's actually pretty cool i actually that, that actually sounds re- like a really good idea i might actually look into that that sounds like fun okay yeah i, I bought her the, the switch and she hasn't she hasn't touched it like, like, <laughs> like too much so it definitely hurts because she's she's been back on her pc like she's been playing sims 2 or whatever and uh and cod so it's cool being able to play cod with her but i'm like dude don't forget about the switch that was expensive yeah (laughs) yeah you had to go to some sketchy apartment complex to to get it (laughs) it was it was it was weird man i was like dude am i gonna get mugged or something where the fuck are these guys at but you know it happened at first the, the console was like opened and shit so i was like dude i thought this was brand new mm-hmm. and they're like oh we'll give you the receipt <laughs> they never gave me the receipt so i was like fuck but i was like i'll just give it a shot and i guess it worked so but yeah just been just literally been playing playing card together and watching her build houses and sims and shit so i mean i guess she's happy doing that which which i i totally respect okay uh one thing i forgot to ask you when we were talking about uh jinx earlier you, you mentioned that you wanted to um, obviously uh, put out that live set from the show with sos and then you do some acoustic stuff and then eventually get back into the studio to record new music uh is your plan to go back to paradise because I, I know you guys uh, recorded the first two stuff with them yeah like we, we were thinking about going to paradise because we did stuff uh with colin madison for for both of the tapes but I think for this one, we might be going with this dude named Photographic Memory. He did all the stuff for Charade, and he did, uh, I think he does stuff for, for Souvenirs. I know he plays with Souvenirs, too, but I really, 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 really love that band, Charade. And, I, like, I, I, we kind of just want to try something new for this and see how it goes. Because, you know, we're, we, we've been really loyal to, like, Paradise and stuff like that. 
but uh, photographic memory hit us up, and like uh, I heard really good things about him. So you know, he he's reached out a few times. Like we played a gig with we played charades for a show mm-hmm. uh, on that run we did with with Fury and Arrowhead, and um, and he was there, and he talked to uh, Chancha, the, the other guitarist of things. And he's like, yeah, we like I'd really love to like record you guys, and we kind of never got back to him. And then he hit me back up again, and I was like, you know, what? like I really love the new charade stuff. Like I'm I'm super down to try it out. So we're gonna I think we're gonna go with him, and then we're, I, I'm actually gonna be in a new band. We, I, I don't think anybody has said anything about it because it's like just like like a fun thing. We're gonna be doing like a like a, like a little hardcore band with me, uh, Chancho from Jinx, John from Jinx, um, and Donnie and Nick from Wise. So it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be fun. We're gonna try that. We're gonna record that with with five, I think. Um, like soon, hopefully, we were supposed to do it this month, but I don't think everybody's free to drive over to the, to like Ventura area. But but yeah, that should be cool. All right, for sure. I was definitely just curious about that and. I was uh, definitely curious about the performance you guys did with SOS. I actually missed it because I was out of town. So I went to their YouTube page to try to um, see if they uploaded it yet. Cause I know they um, put some of the stuff that they've done uh, with those uh, Q and A's and the band's live sets up, but I didn't see your, your setup. So I was curious like what that experience was like for you guys. Oh yeah. So they, they didn't upload the set because like, I think they're going to mix it and master it. Cause I was just talking about, the sound guy and we're supposed to get the tracks back friday to be able to put out the tape and then i think they're going to put out the live set as well okay but it, it was it was definitely like uh like it was cool it was cool actually like i was kind of hesitant on doing like a live set at first because i was like that's kind of like weird i don't know but the guys wanted to do it and i was like okay like mine as well like we haven't really done anything it'll be nice to, to do something and it was you know they, they told me it was going to be safe and and sanitary and clean and socially distant, so I was I was really open to it, and I I, I wasn't like I wasn't aware like it was going to be at a venue. Like I, I kind of thought like a live set would be just like like a practice space, kind of just like recording on one camera and stuff like that. But we we went in and it was super legit. We got sound checked and there was like a like a sound team there. It, it felt like a like a like a real gig in a sense. You know, it felt good to just be back in that kind of setting like in a venue and 197 was there and he was doing his work on the cameraman and there was like different angles and stuff like that it was, it was really cool and you know like um it, it, it was it, it felt really refreshing being back like in that type of setting with like like a band again and i think it refreshed us a lot and i think that's what really pushed us to be like okay like let's just record another tape because when the band first came out with uh, our first tape in your mind, we were like, okay, let's, let's try to put out a tape every, every beginning or end of summer. So like kind of like September, August area. And we've done, we've done that for both tapes. I think both tapes came out September. So we are already kind of past where we wanted to be. So we're kind of shooting for, to release something the end of fall, but we also might just hold on to the tracks for a little bit um, and try to see, what label to put it on or where it can go. Um, but, but yeah, the whole experience is really cool. I, I really liked it. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate SOS still working hard. Cause obviously they've been like a staple down here in Southern California doing just amazing shows consistently. So when the pandemic hit 
and like shows basically you know got canceled they could have easily just kind of like all right cool like we're gonna wait to figure this thing out but no i i, I like what they uh, you know like their mindset they wanted to adapt and still be able to be relevant and still put out content for the people you know um, who care and for them to uh, you know take that step to um, get these bands and do these q a's and even ask bands to, to come out and do these live sets i i, I think it's been an awesome thing yeah, it's it, it's honestly like super admirable and stuff like that, especially like having like one nine seven drive up from like Lake Elsinore to to record everything. Like that that's a lot of work for for the team just to consistently do it, like basically every week and schedule all these bands to come down and all these interviews and and all that. You know, it it definitely I, I respect their drive to take initiative to do something while we're in a pandemic that regards like music from California and other places and stuff like. I feel like without that, there definitely wouldn't be like anything going on right now, like at all. So like, thanks to them a bunch, especially for, for hitting us up and doing it. I mean, it, it was, it was really cool. And I, I applaud them for, for all their hard work for sure. Yeah. And dude, shout out Steven from one nine seven media. Like he, he filmed uh, the, the episode 100, uh, you know, uh, last year and like, and when I pitched him the idea, I was like, Hey, I, I wanted to do like a video, uh, you know, format for the podcast just for episode 100 and, you know, it's a special milestone and wanted to ha- have this whole thing. So I, I pitched him the idea. He was super down. And in my mind, I didn't think it would be like a big deal, but having to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, coordinate not only his schedule, but, uh, Jeremy from Fury schedule. And then, uh, you know, us having to like link up and, you know, basically kind of like plot out like what we're gonna do. And he was like asking like a bunch of questions like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? What do you want to do? And I, I was just like, kind of, uh, I didn't really have an answer. Cause I was like, Oh, I was like, honestly, I thought that was like your job. Cause, cause he, <laughs> to me, he's the professional. I, I've seen so many of his videos uh, and he does like a great job. That's why I asked him and I wanted him to film it. Um, uh, but for him to want my input, I was like, Oh dang, this is all right. Th- th- this is definitely like a process. So I, I'm him and I talked out, you know, s- some ideas and he, you know, pitched me some cool things and, uh, definitely helped me because I, I seriously, like I didn't really uh, have that many cool ideas. I just had like just the main idea, like, Hey, I want to do this here with you and Jeremy, uh, like let's make it happen. But, uh, uh shout out to Steven cause he definitely works hard and he has like just his quality of work is, it, is, is amazing. So I, uh, you know, love, 197 media i uh, always support whatever steven does and uh, him and i uh, still like stay in contact we're actually um we're making preparations for episode 200 which will be happening in a couple months so it's still really early stages but like we've locked down some things and i uh seriously support him and love that he's willing to help me out because i don't know anything about that stuff and uh, for him to take the time and want to help me out I really appreciate him and I, I just love and support what he's doing, not only for, uh, you know, Southern California, but even when he travels and when he puts on for other scenes and the work he does at LDB is just like untouchable. So it's just like, it's awesome. So shout out Steven. Yeah. He has a crazy work ethic, man. And I feel like anybody that has like a work, work ethic, like including you to fucking basically do 200 episodes of a podcast is insane because I feel like it, for me personally, it's really hard for me to focus on something. Mm-hmm. But like, once I focus in, then it's like then then the ball starts going. Like, I I applaud y'all for for sticking to one thing for so long and doing it because you know like even even doing like a podcast, it's just it's the same thing with like SOS. Like, I wouldn't be I'd probably be in in bed right now doing my homework, but instead I'm I'm talking to you about 
about music and all this stuff and it, it's it's refreshing to the mind you know and but to go back to steven like he he's working really hard with sos doing all this stuff editing and working with all these people and outside of the pandemic he's still a hard worker so yeah you, you guys you guys rock man i appreciate it yeah no and i i feel like it's uh it's just like you know we're all part of this like ecosystem of like you know hardcore music and it's like my podcast wouldn't exist without you guys so i i obviously thank and appreciate everybody who's willing to take the time and sit here and talk with me about you know music and whatever else comes up so i'm always grateful and like like i said this podcast would like I don't know if I would be doing the podcast if it wasn't for you know people like you who uh, give me the time because when I first started it it was it was like a weird thing I would just tell random stories whatever and then when I wanted to kind of uh, have some growth and start having guests on and talk about music and just whatever other topics come up uh, I, I feel like that was like a like a really big milestone when I actually did it and the fact that people are so willing to come on weekly and for everybody that tunes in and supports I I just appreciate everybody so it, it's uh, I feel like it's just like like a community of us just like all working hard uh, and it, we wouldn't be out or we wouldn't be anywhere without each other if that makes sense yeah it, it, that's like it's cool not to sound like like corny or whatever but that like that's something i really love about like hardcore music and stuff because it it really like transcends past just music itself you know it's it's really like a bunch of people just with a good work ethic pushing to make shows happen podcasts happen videos happen and now live streams happen and it's really it's really nice to be surrounded by a bunch of people even if i don't know them personally or if i'm not close with them it's it's easily recognizable and who's trying to you know make good music better music and good content for everybody that enjoys you know like being a part of like like the hardcore scene and stuff whatever and i love it it's cool you know and even though there hasn't been shows in over half a year now like it still feels like it's it's still moving and kicking which is which is really nice and i can't wait for for everything to come back to normal someday somehow and i wonder how shows are going to be you know but but it i'm looking forward to it for sure yeah, I, I I feel like there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, great minds in hardcore and the, the fact that we had to just adapt to try to find a way to keep everybody entertained. Like, obviously, th there's been great bands uh, and uh, a ton of other bands that just haven't stopped releasing music. Like, there's been so many good releases this year, which I'm so stoked on. But it, it, it's only been cool to see people like, you know, Sonny from Hate Five Six. Uh, like we mentioned, SOS, just uh, trying to um, just evolve and uh, adapt and just find new ways to bring us content. Because be before the pandemic, nobody uh, thought about doing a live stream like, hey, tune into this band's live stream. It, it wasn't even like like a like an idea like people. I, I know so many people who didn't even have a like a Twitch account or even knew what Twitch was. So the fact that now that that's just like a, a common thing amongst us, I think it's really cool. And it, it just shows that uh, we love it so much that we weren't willing to just let it go by the wayside just because of the, the pandemic going on. Like we're willing to fight to try to find new ways to, to keep this alive. Exactly. And like, I'm, I'm glad people are like releasing music still because it's like, you know, a lot of people don't want to release stuff until like they can play gigs and showcase the new tracks and tour and stuff. But it's nice hearing new bands and stuff like that. And, you know, like, um, like that Madhouse demo, the one scene Unity stuff, like even the Berries put out stuff and 
now I had yada 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 like a bunch of stuff I'm probably forgetting stuff that has came out it's it's like refreshing you know and it's it's really it's really nice to hear you know after after being cooped up at home and stuff to get something new to the ears and the mind yeah 100 percent. like i i was kind of like uh on the fence about it in the, in the beginning just because i, I kind of like having the whole package like getting the record uh you know being able to stream it bond with it but then i feel like the the next thing is all right cool like we got to go see this live i want to hear it live i want to see and feel it and you know be in the mosh pit whatever and just like see my friends and i always i, I felt like in the beginning i, I was kind of like bummed and I, I would feel a little jaded that i, I knew that we couldn't have that but i, I feel like it, it, it's really important that these bands uh, you know have released this new music because it, it, it's part of the driving force to to keep us going keep us interested keep us talking because if if bands went on pause like, like imagine if everybody who put out a record this year didn't and they're like all right cool like we're just gonna wait till this pandemic's over and we're just gonna do it in a way where the pandemic's over we can put out new music we can tour again we can play shows again it's like hardcore would be in such a weird state like we would just all be thinking and wondering about this new stuff that had come out and the the fact that people you know were willing to take the chance and just try to push the bar and just come up with new ways to to keep people entertained and the fact that people are still willing to uh, to support like listen to the music you know still buy merch still buy records it's definitely like to me it's 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 amazing to see so many bands still be able to to make it work um through all these hardships yeah and it's like even even like like that i haven't seen my friends and stuff like we're still kind of like talking about doing new things together new projects and stuff like uh alongside that hardcore band i'm doing with like nick donnie and chancho and john we're gonna me and nick are trying to do this like um kind of like just like another rock band kind of mm-hmm. but more on like the alternative side with uh with this guy named jordan and we that that's been in the works for literally more than a year because it's just it's just difficult to get everybody together, especially because he lives in San Diego and I live like in the San Fernando Valley. So we're like at a two hour distance. Mm-hmm. So like now we're like, okay, like let's record that. Like, let's just do it. And then that other band, we're like, okay, like let's record that. And then now Jinx is like almost done and ready to record our new songs. And then um, Appsar is talking about finally linking up again and, and working out on these songs. So, you know, I feel like, since this is something that is going to be a part of our lives for a long time, it's, it's kind of making us get that itch back to do something new and to, to just kind of just write music like again, because I was kind of on the same boat of like, you know what, like, like, let's just hold off on doing anything until, you know, everything's back in like normality, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So we, I feel like we're just going to, see what happens and if we can record if everything's safe to you and just kind of take it from there yeah no 100 uh, I, I think that's awesome i feel like during this whole uh pandemic like this whole time period of us you know being uh you know quarantined trying to stay indoors socially distanced i'd i would be surprised if like uh, if somebody didn't like pick up a new hobby or learn something new about themselves because if, if if some weird way you managed to just continue to live your life the way you were before the pandemic i would <laughs> i would be like mind blown like how like well, you must have been living like a weird life or you just don't care because definitely during this whole time i've 
uh, you know, I, I've done stuff that I've never done before. I've uh, picked up new hobbies. I've, I've tried to, you know, grow as a person. So I, I've definitely tried to use and manage my time in a positive way, like, you know, for myself, because uh, I'm, I'm constantly trying to uh, learn and, uh, you know, figure out what this whole, uh, you know, thing we call life is uh, is about, because I always often wonder, like, you know, why we're here. What's the point of it? Where does, yeah. where does it end? Where does it, you know, or maybe it doesn't end. Who knows? So I, yeah. I, I, I was, yeah, this whole time and even going forward, like I, I've just been trying to just, you know, uh, just find like peace and just have personal growth and just try to be a positive person, but not yeah, like, but I, I'm not going to go out I and like, that 100%. yeah, but I'm not like preaching. Like, you know, if, if you go to my Twitter, I'm not like, you know, trying to you know, do motivational stuff. It's, it's just like, you know, just, <laughs> just me, <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, just, just learn and, and grow because. Uh, for the most part, I, I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's entirely important. Like even like, I feel like, especially during a pandemic, it really gives you time to like reflect on who you are and mm -hmm. stuff. And I've, I've done a lot of the same. And like, I, I kind of wonder why I didn't do that before, which I mean, I guess that's a pro of like having time to just be by yourself or be with like a certain someone or something. And, you know, um, I've done the same thing, like I, like with new hobbies and stuff. I've kind of revisited old hobbies. Like I've gotten back more into reading because I kind of stopped that for a long time because you know I was just like burnt out with school. And when I was in school, I'd be working or I'd be like doing stuff with like Jinx or Appstar. So I would kind of just not have the time or effort and like within myself to fucking do it. But now me and my girlfriend have been reading together and like on our old people shit. And like we even though we're like. <laughs> we were like we were talking about doing like a book club just me and her just like reading the same book and like talking about it and stuff and like my girlfriend's been super into a bunch of like spiritual stuff like crystals and stuff and seeing what's about that and and like we've been hiking and spending time just me her and our dog like doing like walks and stuff and it really has you like appreciate like the small things you know just like going going out to like the park and just hanging out and just like enjoying time away from from other stuff you know and yeah and not not even like on the opposite side of the fucking spectrum like not on some like 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 hippie stuff i've been yeah, i've been back into video games which is cool because i i kind of let that die for a long time and i was super super into video games when i was a kid and now i'm back at it and it feels good you know and and i i mean i think it's important to to just expand your horizons and just do new shit or revisit old stuff like me and my girlfriend again not to just talk your head off about her but we've been like writing together she's been doing like a bunch of poetry because she's like in a poetry class now and i was in in one of my english classes i had to do like a creative writing short story class mm -hmm. and uh, i've been doing that and uh, and like it makes me it makes me think like where i want to be and what and a few years from now or 10 years from now and you know, like if I had a conversation with myself maybe two years ago and I was like, oh, yeah, like there's going to be a pandemic. And during that pandemic, you're going to find your love for like writing and English again. And you're going to want to like write a book when you're older or something, you know, like it, it sounds super far, far out there. But I feel like like this pandemic and being with my girlfriend and doing stuff had me reflect on who I want to be and what I need to like change within myself to be a better person because like there's a lot of flaws that we all have and and not to get all preachy like i i've reflected and i'm still i'm still trying to be a better person and to make do with my time instead of just sticking around all day and just sitting here and watching fucking 
like better call Saul or something. I want to, I want to just do new things and push hobbies, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you have like the same mindset where you're having time to do new hobbies and visit new hobbies, old hobbies, and think about stuff that you wouldn't normally think about if we were preoccupied with our normal quote unquote day-to-day lives before pandemic. hundred percent dude. Like I sometimes look back and I was so focused on just being in the Disneyland bubble, which, which I, I still love Disneyland. So this isn't me like, you know, announcing my depart from Disney. I, I love Disney <laughs> forever, but I was so focused on, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to knock out this podcast. And then I got to go to Disney and like, I would go by myself. Because, uh, you know, I, if my buddy Garrett, who who's like the person that I go with, like more than anybody, I, uh, if he was at work still, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going by myself. There's like something's always going to pop off just because like I'm there so often and you just run into so many of the same people. There's like a weird like Disney culture or whatever. And like I, I just didn't care. I was like, all right, like I just got to do everything I need to do in my like my like you know normal life. And then I just got to get to Disney. Like that was always like my focus. And it was so weird to me and I didn't understand why. Uh, but that's, that's how it was for like the longest time. I would just like, you know, like I would just literally do my best to get everything done on time. And even if my other friends hit me up to do other stuff, I'd be like, no, like I, like I'd always like kind of weigh it out in my brain. Like, do I want to go to this person's house and just sit around and just talk about bullshit? Or do I want to go to fucking Disneyland where I pay monthly, like, you know, a pretty high price to go, uh, you know, whenever I want and go maybe uh you know eat some good food maybe run into some people some new people and like that's all i cared about that's all I, that's all i wanted to do and now when i i take a step back and i was like shit like i like like as much fun as i had like i don't know if it was uh worth it to be there all the time because now that i'm not there and I, I i still would love to be there but now that i'm not there I'm able to invest time into other things that also bring as much joy as me being in Disneyland. Uh, but now I can, you know, sit here, do this podcast, uh, you know, and build, uh, you know, friendships this way. Cause like so many people that I've had on the podcast that I didn't even have any connection to before, uh, have them on. And then like somehow like, you know, that's where friendships start. And it's, it's cool to see it grow and be able to meet cool and actually real people. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it, it's just crazy to me that I spent so much time just in there. And like, I, I feel like now, like even like when it does reopen, I'm not going to go as much because I obviously have all these new things that I'm into. And I kind of just want to just have like a balance because sometimes when you have uh, too much of anything, it's bad. So I, I, I want to exactly. just, uh, yeah. So now I, I kind of just want to try to find this, this new balance, uh, where I can enjoy multiple things. And I don't, cause like, dude, literally, I'm not even kidding. I would. I would not like there were people who'd want to hang out and literally again it kind of sounds like like a dick move but there are people who'd like you know want to hang out but it's just like damn like i don't really want to go like i said go sit at your house or go go do anything go to the movies go to the mall i'd, I'd rather just go to disney so i would just cut people out not like cut them out but i, I just wouldn't hang out with them because if they didn't have a disney yeah, pass i'm yeah. saying yeah, whatever like i'll see you at the function or see you around so it's just like I, 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 uh, you know, just would hang around uh, and just rather do that. But now it's just like, okay, uh, I, like I said, I, I want to try to find like a better balance and just try to, uh, enjoy my life, um, in, in different aspects and not just kind of like, you know, put it all in one box. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, like, like you said, like, don't put all your eggs in like one basket. And I feel like that's something that I learned to like, I feel like before I would, 
take a lot of things for granted. You know what I mean? I would do the same thing where I would just not feel that like, I wouldn't feel I, for lack of a better word, I gotta be lazy to like go out and hang out with people sometimes and make a drive to hang out and stuff. And that's something that I, I'm like, I should have, I, I like, I should have went, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like the time of like self-reflection and being like, okay, like, these are problems within myself. Like there, there are issues that, that I have that like, like basically like I, I get frustrated really easy, but I have, uh, I, I don't really show it. You know what I mean? And that's something that I need to, that I've found out that I need to work on mm-hmm. and kind of just like chill out and kind of let be what, let what, what, what it is, you know? And, and I feel like either the pandemic is good for, for just, hanging out, digging around, or you can really just take this time to be better and find new hobbies and stuff. And I'm, dude, I'm glad that we're both kind of like reflecting on ourselves and kind of knowing what we could have done or what we should have done and, and being better, you know, cause I feel like that's the best part of like growing up and we're both still young. So we have long ways to go and, a bunch of shit to learn and go through and stuff. So I feel like we're going to look back on this and be like, you know what? The pandemic sucks, but I feel like I came out a better person at the end, which is, which is nice. Yeah. hundred percent. Like as much, as much as I love myself now, I don't want to be the same person down like, you know, five years exactly. from now, you know, I, I, I want to be better than I am now. So it's like, yeah, constant growth is important to me. And I'm glad to hear that it's important to you. So it's just like, yeah. So if, if you're out there listening to this and you're feeling down or you feel like you're wasting time just sitting around, get off your ass and try to do something uh, positive for yourself. Make a change. Go, exactly. go do, just go do something new uh, and just like, yeah, just explore because I, I getting comfortable uh, can be like the worst thing that could happen to you because there's just so much to do and so much life to live. I just don't want people out there to, to, to waste it and just sit around and be too afraid to, to try new stuff or uh, think that they're, you know, content and they're the good where they're at. It's like, no, like you, you can always do better. Exactly. And you know, I, um, to whoever listened this far, <laughs> like it, I, I, like during this pandemic, it was definitely like, like up, up and down. And like, I had like a, I, I, I like I, me and my girlfriend both have had this conversation where we've had days or weeks or you know long periods of time where we were both feeling like like a bit low and down and stuff and even if you don't have someone to like pick you up it's good to just kind of check yourself because it, it's tough not being able to do the normal things you would do and see the people that you would normally see like a big thing for me was I wasn't able to see my friends and it, it, it kind of it, it caused like a risk in like my mental health, if, if, if I can say, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was weird. And I, it made me reflect on who I am. And, you know, like, like you said, like, yeah, like I, like I'm content with who I am and stuff, but I definitely don't want to be the same person forever. You know, I do want to be better and I want to grow because I know if I asked myself in my like senior year in high school, I'd be like, are you happy with yourself? I'd be like, yeah, dude, I'm never going to fucking change. But I look at myself now and I'm like, yeah, I'm a different person from back then, 100%. But I do want to be a different and better person in the future for myself and whoever's in my life because there's flaws that everybody has or everybody has, but it's important to not just live with those flaws and be like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can do that as well, which is perfectly fine. But for me, for me personally, 
I don't want to be like, this is who I am. Fuck it. So be it. I want to be like, okay, this is where I went wrong. This is the problems that I have. And I want to, I want to be better. I, I need to learn from myself before I learn from anybody else. You know? hundred yeah. percent. Well, damn. Oh, this took a, this took a deep turn. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 I like having these conversations with, with people and I, I feel like sometimes, yeah, I, obviously you, you and I uh, bond and we share this common love for hardcore, but, I, uh, you know, at, at the end of it, we're, you know, human. We, we all, you know, have feelings and we all, you know, just want to be able to enjoy our time here with this life. So it, it's just, it's sometimes I, I, like people need to hear these things and sometimes people don't want to talk about it because obviously uh, they just don't want to deal with it, but I appreciate you being willing to, you know, talk this real stuff with me. I, I appreciate you a lot. So seriously, thank you. No, I appreciate you, man. This is this is super super fun. I mean, it was a it was a roller coaster of uh, <laughs> emotion for sure. And I mean, it, it's good to have like 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 deep talks, you know, or quote unquote deep talks. Like, it, I mean, it's real stuff, and I feel like some people like are just kind of shut on it and that was me for a long time but that's something that i'm like okay i need to be more open with with what i think and how i feel because i mean everybody has their opinions and, and thoughts and so on and so on and you know it's a, it's important to express yourself you can't just keep everything bottled in and like you said like we share this common like like love for for music and hardcore music and i feel like in this kind of bubble we sometimes it's hard to to express these emotions through through songs and stuff, you know, because you know, it's 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 like a lot of fun and it's a lot of like aggression and stuff, which is good. I mean, it's very it's very needed. It's very therapeutic. But conversations like this are more or on the same level of being therapeutic, you know, and and it's important. It's very important, and I think it's important to talk to your friends, your family and loved ones about how you feel, especially in times like this, because if you're feeling some way, more than likely somebody you know is feeling the same way. So it's very helpful. All right. And with that, Alan, this has been such an awesome podcast. I'm glad eight months later down the road, we're able to track you down and make it happen again. Seriously. I I, want to thank you for taking the time to do the podcast again. And I hope to see you very soon. Thank you, man. Maybe one day soon in the future we'll be in Disney eating some uh, some pretzels or something, and it'll be fun time. <laughs> All right. Well, seriously, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Always on top. Yeah.